4: Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains-like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media
0: So you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today.
4: It's It's the the Game game of Roses. Welcome to the the Game game of Roses. Roses.
1: This This is is the
2: Game game of Roses. Roses. Welcome to
1: the Game game of
3: Roses. Roses.
4: Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case.
0: This is Bachelor Clues, and today is the first day of the week. An arbitrary measurement of time that humanity came up with at some point.
4: Got a case of the Mondays.
0: Right. That's right. I always have a case of the Mondays. So do you. But on this Monday, we are going to be doing something that you might be familiar with. We're going to be going through several Clips from other podcasts. We've got some clips from Bachelor Party. We've got a clip from Bachelors in the City. We've got several clips from an Us Weekly interview. It's not even a podcast, but they're very important clips. We've got some clips from your favorite thing with Wells Adams and Brandy Cyrus. We've got a clip from Almost Famous with Ben Higgins and Ashley Kennedy. We've even got a clip from Outside the Nation, Mm. from a podcast called Good for You that is hosted by Whitney Cummings. And the guest on that podcast was Katie Thurston. So we're going to be diving into these clips.
4: Is that podcast inspired by Olivia Rodrigo?
0: I think it came out before that song, but I'm not sure. Mm. At any rate, that's what we got for you today. This is a massive, massive episode. And all these clips are... In some cases, unbelievable that they were saying these things and revealing some of this tea. I feel like in the Bachelor Nation podcast (laughs) world, we are really getting to a point where it's the company podcast where they don't say anything. And then there are these other podcasts where they say everything. The shit that is now coming out and being revealed. I just I love that we're in this time of Bachelor coverage because it wasn't like this even a year ago. People weren't this loose with what they were talking about.
4: No, I feel like there's a rising tide of tea. And the producers are probably just trying to whack them all each one out, but can't stop it.
0: Indeed. So let's get this thing started. As you know, we like to call this type of an episode Digging Deeper. All right. So if you've heard of Digging Deeper before, you know how this works. We're going to play a clip for you. And then we are going to come out of that clip and we are going to analyze the clip and tell you all of the things that we hear in it, all of the subtext, (laughs) all of the true hidden meaning. So today we're going to start out this episode of Digging Deeper with four clips from Bachelor Party with Juliet Littman, Callie Curry, and their guest was Rachel Lindsay. This podcast aired on September 14th. It is Well worth listening to the whole thing. Anytime Rachel Lindsay appears to talk into the Bachelor world once again, after she has, (laughs) at this point, elevated herself far beyond it, and she will uh, occasionally dip back into it. Anytime she does that, you got to listen to the whole thing. But we're going to start this with a pretty long clip. This clip is about three minutes long, but it is incredibly important because it's Rachel Lindsay discussing social media basically being the primary goal of Paradise, here we go. This is our first clip. Enjoy.
1: How did like? How does it register with you seeing all of these people like talk about follower counts and like social media so much on the show? Because it's 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 like I, I don't really know the way around it, but like social media has become like a character on the show. It's
3: weird. Right? Wait, well, let I, me add. Let me add one question to that. Is there not a small element to every single person that comes on this show? Is there not a part of them that realizes that this is part of the benefit? It might not be the reason why you're going on the show, mm-hmm. but what, like what Thomas said in that one podcast interview, when you're like weighing out. husband. Oh yeah. Yeah. With your husband. Um, oh. On, I was like, on talking
1: it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, he said like, when I was, when I was offered to go on this show, I just weighed out all the pros and cons. Is it not something that people weigh out as a pro of going on the show?
2: I think now they do. So it's I I personally like hearing to answer Juliet's questions first. I like hearing people talk about follower accounts. Because it's something people assume, but if you if you follow people's actions and what they do, then you know that they're into the follower accounts and the likes and the attention that comes with it. So to me there's a part of me that finds it a little bit refreshing that we're talking about people doing things for clout. But as far as Clout-y. When- T. Clout tea. <laughs> But as far as when it became the over, almost like most people, that's what they care about. I feel like that, that has changed since I've been off the show, because I can honestly tell you when I got on the show, I didn't have a Twitter account. I didn't have um, a huge following. I think my account was set at private and never once did it occur to me that I was going to increase my followers account because that wasn't the path that I was headed on. I didn't understand influencing life. I didn't get that. And yes, that came with being on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. But I was always like, oh, I'm going to go back to work, which I did for two years until I stopped working. There were several people on my, I would say it was like half and half on my season, next season of The Bachelor. Half people got it, half the people didn't. Mm -hmm. Over time, I would say it's 90% of people. And for Paradise, it's like 98. Everybody is going because it's the first time you get paid unless you're a lead which Becca's the first that's ever happened for a lead to come to the beaches. And you're getting the the attention. You know, you have the chance to grow your star. I don't know. It's not as much as people think.
1: I bet it's not. I mean I, I I bet it's like also it's probably a day rate, right? So it depends how long you last. And yeah, then.
2: it's not it's not what people think, which is why people bank on the attention they're going to get from it. That conversation with Brendan and Piper is truly what people talk about. Just the yeah. fact that they were dumb enough to be mic'd and and yeah. people keep asking me this too. Why were they why were they talking? I you were told when you're on the show that if a camera is not on you, don't worry about it. It's not being recorded. If you look at the angles from where the the cameras were shown, I don't think they can see that there's a camera on them. So I think that's why they were freely talking.
0: So much here to unpack, to dissect. As I said, it was kind of a long (laughs) clip, but they're very openly talking about the fact that now this is the primary reason people go on the show. And Rachel Lindsay says that back in her day, that wasn't really the case. Nick Mm -hmm. Vial, season 21 and then her subsequent Bachelorette season 13. 2016, 2017 is when those shot and aired. Mm -hmm. So a little while ago now, there's some distance in that time. And certainly a lot has changed in the social media landscape. TikTok didn't even exist then. So they're openly talking about this stuff. She also gives us this idea that producers have lied to Brendan and Piper and I'm sure lied to everyone by saying if a camera's not on you, you're not being recorded. The truth is you're always being recorded. You have to understand that. You have to know that going in as a player. Anything you say, canon will be used against you in the court of Bachelor Nation. I forget who said that, but it was true.
4: <laughs> I mean, this is why you have to do your own hyperbench if you're going on the show. They have exploited people thinking they're not being recorded since season one. Shannon Oliver, she pushes the cameras out of their fantasy suite, but she and Alex Michelle have this conversation where they're still mic'd up And they show the entire thing. And yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like it's a very rookie mistake to be, to count on that. I mean, they have hidden cameras everywhere.
0: Yeah. We also get into this idea in this first clip about clout chasing and the absurdity of even that phrase, that idea. Well, you're just clout chasing. The show is clout chasing. Clout is just people watching you on a screen. Whether it's Instagram or ABC television, who also wants clout, they want as many eyes focused on the media they're making as they can get because that's how they make money. Commercials Mm -hmm. selling Crest White Strips and Ford trucks.
4: Company clout.
0: That's SpawnCon that is sponsored content as well that is aired during the show. It is the exact same thing as Instagram. It's just a different thing you're logging into to get that thing on your screen. So the idea that clout chasing is bad or that it's something people should be vilified for, if you have that attitude, you should stop watching all television because it's all clout chasing.
4: I like that Rachel Lindsay is into hearing people talk about follower counts that so she finds it refreshing because we also find it refreshing. Of course. It's much more real. And I like her her math estimates that it was a 50-50 split on who was there for clout. And then it was 90. Now it's 90-10, but BIP, it's 98, which is just like, that's why watching these conversations and everyone looking aghast, like, are they just here to be on television
0: like, what? <laughs> well, especially Paradise, because you get your first taste as a player in your rookie season of Bachelor or Bachelorette, and it's kind of like, okay, shit, what is this? Like, I assume there's a, a period of a couple weeks at the very least where you're just getting used to the whole structure of it, that there's like camera crews around you and the producers control your lives. When you're going back into BIP, you've done it once. You kind of know mm-hmm. what to expect. And you've also seen what happens to your social media after going through the process. So I think you go into B.I.P. with a little more of a clear mind about it, but then you don't really know what B.I.P. is, which is like, you know, Bachelor may be tough, but they have to adhere to some kind of a structure in Bachelor. The producers do, too, so that you wind up with the two people in the end and we get our love story. B.I.P. is anything goes. They'll fucking sink you for looking at them sideways like they don't give a fuck, you know.
4: You can't pee. You can't poop.
0: Yeah, exactly. Can't pee, can't poop. But that was our first clip from that show. We have three others. Let's get into the second one now. The second clip features Rachel Lindsay talking to Juliet Littman, and they're talking about producer involvement in what was the biggest event of this Bachelor in Paradise season. Here we
1: go.
2: Do you really think Brendan and Piper left on their own? Um...
1: I mean, I have inside information, so I can't answer that question, honestly. Rachel
3: and and I received the information together, yeah. (laughs) Oh, they were forced to leave. Yeah. Sure,
0: but sweet. There you have it. Juliet Littman is a company man as well. Both she and Rachel Lindsay have inside information that proves Brennan and Piper did not leave the beach of their own accord, meaning producers forced them out. There was a conversation, I'm assuming, that producers had with them where they set them down and said... You're causing a disturbance on the beach. You must leave now. And then what choice do they have?
4: Mm -hmm. And portray it as a self-elimination.
0: Right. And I'm left wondering, can a player say, no, I'm staying. I'm not self-eliminating. Then what? Do they forcibly remove them? Does Big Polly come in and drag them off the beach? How would they (laughs) handle that kind of a situation? Because if you've come there... Obviously, the producers are going to give you a bad edit one way or another, like that, or they can edit you out of the show potentially, even. But they can't force you to leave, I don't think, if you don't want to. They can strongly suggest, but I'm, you know, if you say I'm not self eliminating, then what?
4: I mean, I'm definitely curious if any player has ever refused to leave any show. We should get Big Polly on here. Big Polly, who have you dragged into a car? (laughs)
0: where are the bodies I mean if you're on the bachelor or bachelorette obviously they can just not give you a rose that's the game mechanic then you have to leave like you could potentially like be like fuck it I'm not leaving but that's you're going so hardcore against the game they have then the right to get Mm. security and pull you off the thing on bachelor in paradise though it's like the guys have the roses this week the girls have the roses this week it, you have to be included in that.
4: There's no mechanic to get rid of a couple.
0: Exactly. So that's what I'm saying on BIP. I think any of these couples could have stayed. But here we get definitive proof that Juliette Littman knows some dirt on this, knows the real thing that happened because she talks to producers and cannot divulge it on her podcast. So we're seeing in real time now this idea that there is a truth in And there is a lie, and some podcasts will uphold the lie, or in this case, allude to the fact that the truth exists, but that she is handcuffed. She cannot reveal it, or she may lose access. But they do reveal it. Well, they didn't reveal the details. They just revealed the, Mm. or they implied that, no, they did not leave of their own volition. And it wasn't Mm. grocery store Joe. That's the other implication, is that, like... It wasn't grocery store Joe and his gang being like, you guys have to leave. That's not what convinced them. It was that producers basically forced them out.
4: Clues, Mm -hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find the perfect t-shirt. Yeah. Um, Because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist. And you can find it at Skim's. From cropped silhouettes to long-sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color. And the cotton jersey long-sleeve t-shirt in kyanite, which is kind of like a blue-green. And they're both so comfortable
0: Again, that's Skims. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year is flying by. We're almost halfway through it. Now, I've done a lot of things that I'm proud of this year, a lot of them related to gore. We've had some great interviews. We're kicking it up a level to get on YouTube. We're really taking it to the next place. But there's still a lot that I would like to accomplish this year, and when life is moving fast... It's important to take a moment to celebrate your wins and to make adjustments for the rest of the year. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and then set achievable goals for the next six months so that you get all those things done that you want to get done. Lizzie talks about all the time how beneficial therapy has been for her. My friend Will on my other podcast talks about it all the time, and I agree. I agree. It is very good. It's a great tool to be able to talk things out in your life with somebody else who can set you on the right path to getting all those goals accomplished. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit betterhelp.com slash gameofroses today to get ten percent off your first month. That's betterhelp hel slash gameofroses. Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. If you have sensitive skin, you're gonna to want to hear about One Skin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye
4: Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you.
0: And now let's move on to clip number three from this show. This is Rachel Lindsay and Juliet Littman discussing why they might have been forced out To save the show, in quotes. Here we
3: go. Why would they force them to go? I don't get that.
2: I'll I'll say something to the point of you said that you said like you love the drama of it. Like to watch it, it was fun, but at the same time, you want to see the show. The show needs to move on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was it was stagnant with them there. Like it was always like, oh, there they go. It was an issue. I don't think Natasha could fully move on. And imagine if Natasha went home and they stayed. It just yeah. it had to to keep the story going for Paradise.
1: I mean, that's the fatal flaw of the show, right? Like once you couple up, like if you do three rose ceremonies in a row, like you should have to leave as a couple.
0: There we have a lot of information. Juliet Liman is saying the fatal flaw of the show, Bachelor in Paradise. She means is that once Mm -hmm. all the people on the beach are coupled up, there's no more drama, which is true. We're in that period of it now. And if you go back and look at the ratings of this season, the biggest ratings was the conclusion of the Brendan and Piper saga. So that drama is what people tuned in the most for of this entire season. This last Mm -hmm. most recent episode, the three-hour extravaganza, where now there's information coming out that the producers have forced noah and abigail to fake a breakup what because they needed some they basically went to the producers yeah this is all the rumor that's that's on the street right now is Noah and abigail both went to the producers and were like hey we don't want to get engaged we want to leave here together as a couple but we don't want to get engaged and the producers were like well that's what the show is so if you're not going to leave engaged you have to break up and the producers made them basically fake that breakup stage it to give drama
4: but are they going to get back together on the show?
0: There's already pictures of them being leaked, hanging out together, arms around each other, and shit, out, like getting bagels in New York.
4: That's after the show. But will they reunite on the show?
0: Time will tell. I don't know if they're together. They've been spotted together. I don't know if they're <laughs> a couple. You know, that's all I can tell you. But this clip is really talking about not only what Juliet Liman calls the fatal flaw of Bachelor in Paradise, but this idea that. They have to excise the ne'er do wells in order for the story to continue on Bachelor in Paradise. So they have built villains out of Brendan, Piper, Chris Conrad, <laughs> Lana Milne, Ivan Hall, whoever. And basically, the mode of Bachelor in Paradise is here's is your villain, hate them for two episodes, and then we kick mm-hmm. them out. Here is your villain, hate them for two episodes, and then we kick them out. And that's kind of how they build the little roller coaster of drama.
4: Yeah, I like this idea of the show needs to move on. When I honestly think if they had stayed and just been in a contentious fight with everyone, it would have been interesting.
0: Completely. That would have been the best fucking season of Badger in Paradise in history. If they were still there, if they walk out of there engaged... Can you imagine? But they can't do that because the producers have set up this story that if you come in for Instagram followers, you're fucking evil. You're pure evil. The gravity of the situation and all this. They can't allow those people to get engaged.
4: They have to make an example of them.
0: Exactly correct. And it's the wrong thing to do. We cannot state this enough. Social media is not going anywhere. It is now the primary media that we all engage with. Television shows, movies, they are secondary. You do those things to get a social media following. That's what actually matters. And shows like The Bachelor that are like, fuck you, clout chasing Instagram, blah, 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 It's like, Instagram's bigger than The Bachelor. Sorry.
4: It's also like them saying Natasha couldn't leave and them stay. It's like, no, we have to punish the villains and we have to reward the the heartbroken heroes.
0: Yes, there is a strange backward morality in all of this and the hypocrisy of it in terms of like the show itself saying clout chasing is bad when the show is only clout chasing. That's all it's ever been. That's all any television show is. We need viewers, we need ratings. That is clout. It is the exact same thing. And so to punish players for coming in who are doing that, it's like while you're literally doing it, and the punishment That you have given those players has given you the highest level of clout this season. It's incredible. It's so strange the backwards nature of all this but at any rate let's move on to the fourth and final clip from rachel Lindsay's appearance on bachelor party from september 14th in this clip rachel is talking about gsj getting screen time and why that might be happening here we go
1: are you surprised by how much screen time and personality grocery store joe is showing and getting
2: not at all he has a bachelor podcast (laughs) <laughs> not, a,
1: not at all but people did love podcast him. while they were there what did natasha and joe do the pod together while they were there i have to go back and i know look. becca
2: I they did, did
4: so they had think- to, they had to he has a bachelor podcast
0: rachel Lindsay knows what the fuck is up and this is coming from somebody <laughs> i'll remind you in case you've forgotten until very recently rachel Lindsay was the co-host of bachelor happy hour The biggest Bachelor Nation podcast that exists. So she knows the ins and outs of this shit 100 fucking percent. And she understands right there on its face the reason he's getting the good edit, the reason he's getting so much fucking screen time is because he's got a Warner Brothers podcast and Warner Brothers is making Bachelor in Paradise We've been talking about this on our show for a long time, but to hear Rachel Lindsay, somebody who has seen it from every angle, including the deepest part of the inside of this machine, she's corroborating it all.
4: She's Rachel Lindsay, she continues to keep it 100.
0: God damn, it's it's fascinating, but we strongly encourage you to go listen to this entire episode again. It is Bachelor Party with Juliet Lindman from September 14th. It's such a great episode. Anytime you can hear Rachel Lindsay talking about anything, you should be listening. But specifically, this episode had a bunch of good, interesting, super funny conversations between two of the best in the business, in my opinion, Juliet Littman and Rachel Lindsay. And now we're going to move on. This next clip is from a different show. It's from Bachelors in the City. You guys may know that. That is, of course, Popeye Peter Weber and D-Man underscore 43, Dusty Kendrick. <laughs> They had a very special guest on Bibiana Julian, and this podcast was from September 27th. In this podcast, they discuss Bibiana's entire career and history in The Bachelor, the toxicity in Bachelor Nation, and the Reddit community, and the nature of the contemporary game and its effects on their lives. Well worth listening to the whole thing, but this one clip that I pulled specifically was fucked mind-blowing i could not believe she fucking said this and yet i could because it's something that we've talked about many times but to hear a player <laughs> just fucking lay it out like this exactly concretely so beautifully done i couldn't believe it it is my pleasure now to share this clip with all of you and again i strongly encourage you all to go listen to the entire podcast but please take a moment Turn off all the other sounds around you so that you can hear very perfectly what she is about to say. Here we go. If you want to hear this clip and you want to hear us talk about that clip and you want to hear the rest of this episode, you're just going to go to patreon.com slash Game of Roses You can sign up. You can join us in the bottom of the pit. You get the rest of this episode. You'll get the rest of what is about now 30 episodes that we have dropped into the bottom of the pit covering a wide range of different players, rookie seasons, takeaways from the ends of seasons, a bunch of digging deepers in there of crazy pivotal podcasts from the last six months or so. And we also have a bunch of Creatures of the Weekend. I'm kind of constantly throwing in little YouTube clips about the history of reality TV. We also have access to our Discord available through the Patreon, where you can go and start chatting it up with everybody else who's in the bottom of the pit. And you can also submit your screams, which we sometimes play at uh, the end of our This Week in Bachelor Nation. So, Please feel free to join us. We hope to see you soon down at the bottom of the pit. It's the pit, you can get it in and dig around in all this content. It's the pit, come on, admit you want to eat up all these tasty tidbits. It's the pit, there's room enough to fit. Everyone who wants to come in, it's the pit. You can get it in and dig around in all this content. It's the pit. Come on, admit you want to eat up all these tasty tidbits. It's the pit, there's room enough to fit. Everyone who wants to come in, it's the pit. Now, you've heard me talk about Quince on this program before. I love Quince. I am right now, head to toe, dressed in Quince. I got their shirts, I got their pants, I got everything from Quince. Quince is my spot for quiet luxury without paying those luxury prices. Quince offers a range of must-have items like 100% European linen, under $50, luxurious mulberry silk skirts, and of course, Italian leather bags and 14 karat gold jewelry from, get this, $30. All their prices are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And because Quince creates timeless classic styles that won't go out of fashion, you're gonna have them in that closet forever, unless you wear them out, which I may because I literally wear them every day. (laughs) I know you're wondering, how do they do it? Well, Quince partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman, passing the savings right on to you and to me. What's even better, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium eco friendly fabrics and finishes, so you can feel good about getting high quality items that are going to last you longer. Upgrade your closet this summer with Quince. Right now, go to quince.com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses for free shipping and 365 day returns. quince.com slash roses. who knows maybe a little bit about these things, but not enough, not enough to really make a great decision. They make the decision for you to get started. You just answer some specific questions about your wine likes and dislikes on first Leaf's website. And these can be things that are about the people you're buying it for as well. If you're doing it as a gift, it only takes about five minutes to create your own personalized wine profile. Then you get your very own wine concierge who's going to use those responses to curate a customized selection of delicious award-winning varieties from rosés to sparklings and everything in between it's all based on your personal preferences on those questions you answered these hand-selected wines are going to be delivered to your door within a few days with each bottle priced lower than what you'd pay at a wine store you even get to choose when you get the wine plus every selection is backed by first leaf's 100 satisfaction guarantee and if you have questions about your wines like what to pair them with for example first leaf's personal wine concierge team is there to offer that expert advice so it takes all the guesswork out